know, I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> how are they going to open the show? How are they going to address what happened last week and the savage argument that Ganane and Kane had? I made some massive declarations. I mean, to, to compare Joel Kane to Tom Waterhouse was <laughs> a step too far. But you know what? <laughs> someone told me very early in life, a real man is someone who could admit they're wrong. And I, on this, get him on side, I eat humble pie. Yeah. I'm very happy to accept. <laughs> you, tr- you attempt to eat humble pie anyway. <laughs> Tell you what, humble pie. Mm. Tastes pretty good. It's not too bad. Uh, for those who missed Especially it last week, then, for those who missed it last week, this is exactly what happened. Yeah, I, I disagree, boys. I've got Canberra to win. Oh mate, I'll put, I'll bet personal money with you. Yeah, let's let's have a little side <laughs> bet there. I think Canberra five hundred dollars. No, oh, that's uh, how confident I am. Okay, five hundred dollars. That uh, and don't tell me it's going to charity. No, I want your five hundred dollars at the price. <laughs> no, you, you're no, not getting. You, you know, I'm not. I'm not taking two dollars with with Dan bet. Well, it's two dollars twenty now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, why would I take two dollars with Dan bet? <laughs> if you have a dollar on the Melbourne Storm and a dollar on Canberra, one of these teams no, at least not. will win. No, they're not. Okay, mate. mate, You better be right with one of these. I will be right because, mate, that's snake oil stuff. What you're doing? You're trying to sell. You're trying to sell people on a on a reserve grade Canberra race, and I'm backing them with my own money, Dan. Well, I want to see a ticket, righto? (sighs) Was there any need to play that? (laughs) Uh, I didn't realise how strident I was, Joel. But. you should have got two from two because Melbourne yeah. led the Dragons 12 points to nil. And hello to you, uh, Sean Ormerod, as well. Welcome aboard. Hello, boys. How are we? So, that was uh, stinging. Looking back on that, that was a stinging yeah. attack on uh, on Tom Waterhouse. I mean, Joel Kane <laughs> last week. Well, the relief. that This bloke didn't take the $2 I was offering up. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had $1,000 of my money. And, and, and frankly, you could have used $1,000 because you know the great oh, thing about... Damn. You know the great thing about humble pie... <laughs> Mm. It can also serve as a comfort pie. Ah, oh, Dan. And, and <laughs> Bring it if, over if there's anyone that needs mm. comfort after the oh, horrible <laughs> oh, no. beats that this man copped this week, we all have our bad beats mm. in life. They don't get much worse than this. Kyle Flanagan, $41 at the start of the We know about it. Anyone yeah. who's uh, our, our podcast listeners are very loyal. You've been with us for mm, for a long, long time. It mm. is good pie, isn't Great it? Great pie. That's Woolly. Uh, uh, Shane got that from Woolies. Oh, that's Danny. I'll tell you what, the Woolies and the Aldi stuff mm. can be underrated. Mm. Very right. underrated. Um, <laughs> but um, $41, and he was up by third. I mean, this is Greg Norman 96 Masters yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. 13 up with a game to play. They play each other. I, I, I'm there thinking, well, this is as good as... You want it this way. You want Flanagan and, and Reynolds in the same game. And yeah. There's no way the Roosters are going to concede seven tries. No, sure. they conceded ten. Shawnee, uh, like, honestly, he could have not played Kyle Flanagan and only a Rabido hurricane would beat them, right? What price would he have been had he not played and Reynolds had to mow down 13 points? Seriously, they were 12-point favourites. Yeah, well, they're probably not in for... Well, Reynolds isn't in for certainly that many points. So he, he would have been he would have been odds on to, to collect anyway. But, jeez, I, I, I was sitting there watching it and my jaw was just dropping <laughs> each time 
he uh, hashed I won one over the post. So uh, I did feel for you, mate. It's not oh, a, yeah. not every day I do feel for people, but I did feel for you. Uh, you know, I'm the same. I don't. Uh, we all cop bad beats. Mm. That's life. But that one was uh, well, well. The problem is, it was like Norman in the '96 Masters because you're watching it happen in slow motion. I know. And you're going, oh shit, he's only two in front. South's aren't going to score any. South can't play 80 minutes. It's 36 to 8 or something. They're, they're going to stop now. Yeah. They're going to do what they always do. They go to sleep for 20 minutes, and every game they play, it'll end up 36-20, and Flanagan will get there. Well, you know, you spoke Tom Waterhouse. Well, Bill Waterhouse, his grandfather, he would say in his book that, you know, when you're in front on the punt, that's when you go. That's when you attack because you're in the good mood and you, everything's going your way. Conversely, when it's not going on oh, your way, yes. tools down. So I should have heeded this advice because... I was really confident. Manly had been leaking points for months, yeah, right? Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the Warriors to score 42 or more. Chanel Harris-Tavita has... What odds did you get for that? $7.50. Oh, Chanel Harris-Tavita had hit two on the post, right? Which would have got me there. They score a try with five minutes to go. Now, I'm... Remember Kerry O'Keefe tells the story? He's in a nightclub, right? And he's with this young lady. They're dancing. He goes, "Oh, I'm a dollar four here." And then seconds later, the lady says, "Oh, is that Viv Richards?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh, straight away I was out to a hundred to one." Right? <laughs> so uh, straight away, a dollar four became a hundred to one shot when yep. Adam Blair steps up to the plate, who never, ever, ever <laughs> looked like kicking that goal. It just tool, should have been tools den. Not even a justice <laughs> refund. No. No. No, definitely not. Oh, that's cruel. That Very is, cruel. That is cruel. But, did, and you not even... a, did you have a feeling ahead of time, Shook, that he was going to step up to the tee? Because I was, I may have had a little side chat going with uh, a, a talkback call that you know very well, Tim Mann from Marrickville. <laughs> yeah. And I said to him, there's every chance, because I think they were, you know, 36 points, yeah. one converted try, um, you collect. And I said, if they score, there's every chance that Adam Blair steps up to the tee. And, and, and lo and behold, there he goes. The only thing that would have made it worse was if it was from right in front. At least it was, well, he was probably 30 at a bit of an angle. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was bad to watch. Now, do we? So that's a bad beat. What about your beat? What was my beat? Revelawa. Oh, Revelawa! Unbelievable. So we turn up <laughs> as soon as I turn up on the Sunday. Do you want the pie back? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay because I got a minor collect because Sean very generously. Remember, yeah. all the bets were cancelled and I was blowing up because I had Michaela Revelawa at eight dollars fifty to be Dragons' top try scorer. Well, he got dropped with four weeks. He was actually one of their better players. But yeah. anyway, they wanted to give Cody Rams. They wanted to give kids a go. Fine. He was one ahead of Lomax and two ahead of Dufty. <laughs> this is cruel. This is also a slow... And I'm calling the game. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing riding on the game, so I actually am letting myself think about this bloody bet, as you know, because I was WhatsApping through the call. So what happened first? Uh, I think Dufty scored one first, so then it was 13-12-12, and I'm thinking, well, if I... Well, just can we not have either one of them? And Melbourne are playing well. Yeah. Four tries to nil, wasn't it? Or four tries to one? Four tries to one, but no goal kicks. Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen. So, it ended up 13, 13, 13. So, I lost. I only got a third <laughs> minus the stake because uh, basically they're giving me a bonus bet. So, and then I realized I'd had double the amount on the bet that I, I didn't have. I, I, I thought I had 100 bucks on it. So, I'm doing my 100 times table. I had yeah. 200 on this bet. In so, a- anyway, but anyway, listen, listen. Sportsbet didn't have to pay. Sean didn't have to pay no. that. So, I, I count that as a win. I said uh, I'll buy him lunch when the next time he's up here, so that'll be in 2022. <laughs> um, uh, so that, that to me, I count as, and on a weekend of your horrific, 
Because you would have had that money spent. Oh, I had it spent. You had four. What were you going to spend four grand? I, I just had it in my, like I do a little monthly budget and I already had it oh, yeah, that's, in the column. You already know, had it there. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Early crow. You get the beep ready. You f*** with the rugby league gods. Okay. And I the did. gambling gods. The gambling gods. The Both gambling gods. You can't do it. Nah. I feel just a little less sorry for you. All right. So are you okay? No, I'm not bloody okay. Are we going to spend the four grand on? Are you going to pay a credit card? Are you going to take the missus and the kids away? uh, We've spent a lot of money recently, so I was going to just sort of claw back that. I get you. We may have stayed somewhere last night on the back of uh, me thinking (sighs) that we... We, we had it paid for, but... Not the four oh, no. seasons or the shingle. No, we stayed... We, 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 you stayed the overlay, the Formula uh, One. Overlow. Woolloomooloo. Beautiful place there. Well, that sounds expensive. Well, it is bloody expensive, but not when you've got a Kyle Flanagan winning top point scorer right, ticket okay. then. We all have our bad beats. Mm. I think it overtakes... Uh, I thought uh, Sean's Penrith uh, Dragons halfway leader a few years ago, all he needed was them to not to lose to Penrith by 24. <laughs> I thought that's the worst beat yeah. I've ever seen. You have to uh, bring that, it up every year. You bring that up. I but don't no, know no, why no. you do that. It's just not fair. We now have a club here, a new clubhouse leader. Yeah, I All think right. this takes a cake. That, you've taken the cake. Oh, there's a, a listener who's in one of my tipping comps, Herb. He had a bad beat too because we do this tipping comp, which is quite cool. You, you tip eight weeks in advance, right? And you've only got to tip one team, but you can't tip that one team ever again, right? Yeah. So whatever your team... Uh, differential is in that game. That's your score. So if you win by 10, you get plus 10. If you lose by 10, you're minus 10. So he was on the Cowboys, had a big win. So he's in the clubhouse, right? The only thing that can beat him is if the Gold Coast beat the Knights by 30 or more. Oh. <laughs> Herb, Herb, oh. give me a, a virtual cuddle, mate. We're, we're all feeling oh, this together. Mate. All right, anyway. What are the chances of that? Honestly, it was just one of those weekends, wasn't it? <sighs> Poor Herb. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on because we've got some finals to look forward to. Um, sh- uh, Sean, what would you? Well, let me ask you this. So, this is the wonderful thing about rugby league shows and predictions at the start of the year. You never go back to them, but not here. No, no, no. We 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 admit our mistakes, but we also look back at the ones we're proud of. What are you? What tip are you particularly proudest of? And and which one would you like to have yeah. over? Well, it's, it's not overly uh, big odds, I don't think, thinking back, but Parramatta top four um, mm. we put up at the start of the year. I think it was $3 or, or thereabouts. That's probably the... Um, it's not not much to write home about, but I think that was probably the best. And look, I had a few, I've had a few bad ones at the start of the year. I think we, we went through them with the good, bad and the ugly a few weeks ago. They're all, <laughs> yes. they're all there. They're on file, so I don't have to repeat them. Joel Kane. Uh, look, my I made a comment. At the time, the Panthers were two from two. The Broncos were two for two. Who, incidentally, the Broncos were two from two, and they were two hundred and fifty to one to get the spoon. Who would have picked that? You know, someone told me they had to bet on the Broncos in 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 mid June. So what were we? We were um, sort of three weeks back. Yep. At fifty to one. Wow. Now, now, now by then you'd be an idiot if you backed them at two fifty to one, right? Yeah. Because what what evidence? But. Two weeks in, I think they'd already been thumped by the Roosters 59 nil. They lost to Parramatta yep. 30. You actually have some evidence. They were still 50-1. to 1. Wow. So he collected. Um, and you look back at that and you go, geez, how did we not know? I oh, know. How did we not know? So, so Dan, never mm. in my life have I been so right about a comment and so wrong about a comment. Check this out. Penrith and the Broncos. I've, they have had the most talented kids come through their ranks. Yep. And they've been highly spruiked, but they have never 
ever converted. Mm. And I think they're immature teams. And I think they're two immature teams who are lacking leaders... And that shows in their defensive columns, mm. you know, leaders and the, the Boyd Cordners and the Cameron Smiths and, you know, the Hodgsons down in Canberra and those sorts of types. I don't believe those two teams have them. And every year they're overplayed. And I, I just I just can't have either of those two teams. Okay. So not only were you so wrong about Penrith, but the thing you pointed out, they can't defend. They're conceding 11.8 points a game. Yeah. It's the best defence by right. them in 29 years. I've said for years, I've said Penrith have got the most blessed attacking players, <laughs> but they've never signed the Liam Martins and yeah. the Yos and all these types of players who are coming through. So I was so right and I was so wrong. The Broncos so right on, the Panthers so wrong, to the point where, you know what, I'm eating this pie again, Dan. All right. I'm eating the pie because the Penny Panthers, they're going to the grand final. All right. Um... And oh, whoosh. Go on, uh, Sean. <laughs> oh, no, let me... Penrith so, are going to the grand final. Now, oh, my, wow. mm. can, you, can you have a best if you don't back it? I, I declared the Titans were incredible value at $8 to be Queensland's top team. Oh, outstanding. Didn't have a cent on it. I don't know why, because I actually liked that bet, because I suspected the Broncos were not as good as we thought. I mean, no one thought they were as bad as this. North Queensland... I fell in. They, they thumped the Gold Coast in round three, and I thought, oh, maybe they're a lot better than I mm. thought. But that was one I was happy with that bet. Uh, one, in hindsight, it's – I mean, we all have bad picks, but Latrell Mitchell to be South's top, top try scorer was my worst. And I say that because we should have known that even if he had a great season, which I think he did, I think he had a very good season, mm. he was going to be provider. Yeah. He's not going to score at full back. That's right. He's going to be the guy that throws the magic pass. So, in hindsight, I thought, that, you know, I'd like to have that one over. But you know what? We've held off long enough. We've got 10, 15 minutes and we haven't even done this. The Bambi. <laughs> I'm starting off today. Righto. I love when you start. Luke Thompson. Mm. Four weeks for mm. gouging. Yep. Four weeks. That's odd. Either you gouged the bloke or you didn't. Mm. But my Bambi is James Tamo. I am sick of players feigning for penalties mm. and or using it as an excuse to try and get a player off. I think we're at a point where what James Tamo did and what Sean Johnson did by claiming Kevin Proctor bit him to get a penalty is of the equal of a player taking a dive mm. when they cop a little knock so they can try and get an obstruction penalty. Yeah. My point is, um, I think we now have to have a punishment for the player that admits they lied. Yeah. A contrary conduct charge. That's right. If Sean Johnson knows he risks a week because he was found out to be lying, mm. what you know, A, does he feign for a penalty, or B, does he lie at the judiciary? I think lying at the judiciary. If you're gouged or you're bitten, you've got to say that. That's oh, right. the, the player code. Yeah, the player code. In this day and age, yeah. with 100 cameras at these games, unfortunately, is dead. Um, now, the, now, the people I work with on Saturday were adamant that Thompson gouged Tamo. Mm. Now, I, as the non-player, sort of played devil's advocate and said, well, are we sure his hand just wasn't there and it was a bit careless? Well, the judiciary actually said careless. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I'm just sick of players now feigning penalty and then saying off the bat, oh, no, I was feigning for penalty. And particularly, Canterbury's not a problem for you coming up, so so there's no reason to sort of put the slipper into them. So the yeah. player code says, oh, no, you know, don't they? 
Yeah, we'll look after them. Yeah. So it can't, it can't be one. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Although evidently. <laughs> you can. Evidently we can. So that's my Bambi for the day. Right. I'm ready, Dan. I am right. ready. Ooh. Ooh. Here we go. Now, listen, this is going to raise its ugly head. And it has cost nine people that I can count a grand final. Uh-oh. Rickardson, John Lomax, uh, Stevie Bowden. Uh, the list goes on. Stevie Cameron Bowden? Smith. You're going to defend Stevie Bowden? No, no. but I'm just saying that suspensions have cost nine people that I can count of grand finals, yes. right? And I promise you this, Dan, on this show, Isaac you can press Luke. record now. Isaac Luke, 2014. Uh, who was two, Luke Rickardson, 2004. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, the list goes on, yeah. right? This is what's going to happen. I've seen in recent weeks, you know, the crusher tackle, uh, these sorts of things. It's very easy to find yourself in that position. It's going to get someone. It's going to get someone in the prelim final, right, which is going to cost them a grand final. I say this every single year. When are we going to get to the stage where there's a discounting policy for being suspended, okay? Because no one's talking about it now. We always love to do things reactionary. No one's talking about it, okay? Because Max King's probably not a big enough name to talk about it. However, in two, three weeks' time, when a player's rubbed out of the grand final, everyone will be raising about this subject. So let's tackle it on now. What I'm saying is, Dan... The crusher tackle is a bad thing we get out of the game. But more often than not... Sometimes it's accidental. It's accidental, it's right? It's bad. It's just unfortunate positioning where, where the player, the, the attacker, yeah. is turning his body. Yep. And he's as much to blame as the as, as the defender who gets charged. That's right. So Luke Thompson is going to miss rounds one to four next year. You can't tell me that a player who gets a four-week suspension tomorrow... The same weighting of games. It is substantial yeah. and it should be treated as such. So, therefore, if the general amount is this for a state of origin, a grand final, a final series, a 50% discount or something for something that's careless, you know, those sorts of acts, not something that's reckless or intentional, but for something that's careless, we need to bring this into the game. Otherwise, we're going to be presented with we want our best players playing on grand final day. And, Dan, mark my words, this will happen in one of the prelim finals, if not one of the games before. It will. It will. I mean, their argument is, well, hang on. If you double, if you say a grand final is worth double a regular season, mm. but for some teams a regular season game is their grand final because they've got why sh- it's it's a complicated system. Mm. It is, but but I'm with you. Someone is going to get suspended but before so we you go. Say different different rules for round twelve compared to something happens in a prelim final or before an origin. Is that what you? Yeah, that's that you're that's their sure? argument. Yeah. Is well, hang on, hang on. We can't start doing this. Um, mm. Because for someone, week one of a final is worth more. Is but it's not the same punishment. Like like four weeks, it's not four weeks when it's finals. It's not the identical punishment. You could argue that one week in the finals is worth four regular season games. You could. Uh, before we move on, Shawnee, for your, yeah. you, have you got a Bambi, by the way? No, I've got, I've got nothing. Oh, come on, mate. Have, have <laughs> I t- come on, Sean. We put you on early. And then, so you can watch us eat humble pie yeah. and, and comfort pie. And you don't even <laughs> bring a Bambi. Can I? Oh, here's uh, my Bambi. He, had, no, he's a Bambi. Who eats? Who eats a pie with a knife and fork? You two bloody potsies here. What's going? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? How do you like your Snickers? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Your Snickers with a knife and fork as well. <laughs> it is better. It is, no, you are it is much better. Mm. I mean, by doing that, you know now I can't have any of that. You have the other half. Well, no, nah, piss off. You put your fingers in it. Uh, and you knew what you were doing. Mate, I, that, that's the equivalent of backwashing uh, uh, when you're sharing a dipping. Coke with someone. You've dead said backwashed in that. That's all right. Tom wouldn't do that. Tom Waterhouse, <laughs> he would eat with a knife and fork. Uh, Dan Bet. We know what Dan Bet would do. Far out. <laughs> hey, uh, Shawnee boys, Dan. Yes. yes. Have I won you over a little bit about the wild card? 
this is the year. You, you, this is your year. You've got to hit the go button on on for two reasons. One, yeah. Cronulla's awful. Yep. Okay. The eight, the eighth team has never been so bad. Yep. Um, and the ninth and tenth team have never been so attractive. Titans. Yeah. They're flying. Yeah. They're better than Cronulla right now. And, and, and the Warriors are the feel-good story of the year. So, um, I and, and, and as we talked about last week, Joel, uh, the NRL, um, uh, the, the club's resting players en masse. That's right. I think it's all coming together for you. Yeah. And it'll be <laughs> fascinating the way they see it next year because you're never going to get a bet. If they don't do it next year... It's, you're not going to get it done. Let me say one more thing too, that uh, draw inequality. So as long as we're not playing every team once or every team twice, there is draw inequality. For example, the Sharks have not played as many top eight teams as the Gold Coast Titans, oh, right? I get that. And the Gold Coast miss out by two points or thereabouts. So it, it's it's a no-brainer. It's a dead-set no-brainer. But, it, I mean, it's the same. It could have been the other way around. The Sharks could have played four more teams in the yeah, top eight right. than the Gold Coast. Why are you giving but, Gold Coast a second? Yeah. Like... You're never going to get. We're never going to play each other once, and we're never going to no, play each other right. twice. So we're always going to have draw and equality. Yep. So but the top anyway. six teams, the top six teams, they go straight into the finals. We've had this chat before. Yep. And all those who are saying, "Oh, you're rewarding mediocrity," no, we're not. We're actually punishing mediocrity. Seventh and eighth have got to go an extra game to make it, and that's it. But I'm not certain we're going to see the restings on mass anymore in the last round. I think. Part of Canberra and Melbourne's rationale was, A, resting the players, obviously the key players, but also rewarding all those players in the bubble yeah. that didn't get any game time. Like I, I'm not sure we're going to get a weekend like that again where 16 out of the 21 no, I'll get that. are not regular first graders. It was a good touch. I know people were opposed to it, but it was a good touch, wasn't and, it? And they, and they um, you know what, they stood up. I mean, Canberra are amazing. Yeah. Canberra should have won by more. Yep. And Melbourne, if they could kick straight, would have beaten the Dragons. Or at least certainly would have challenged them. Jaden Sullivan. Is he the starting six for St. George next year? Brownie on, on, on Triple M said he's the next half, but he's the next 5'8 for the next 10 years. Mm. Oh, that's a, 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 of course he is. A huge comment. He looked good. Um, well, what do you do with Corey Norman? Oh, Corey Norman. Get rid of Cor- yeah. He's contracted. I mean, it's all good to say piss him off, but he's Is he contracted. still contracted next year? Corey Norman. Is he? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, Broncos saga finally comes to a close. Kevin Walters is named the the Brisbane coach. Two-year deal uh, on about half the money Anthony Seabold was on. Mm. Um, I think it's a fabulous move because it's only two years. Um I, 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 I'm of the belief Kevin Walters deserves a chance at some point. He's done some good things with that Queensland team. Let's see what he's got. Uh, I know some disagree and go, mm. well, you know, um, uh, there's a reason why he hasn't got a gig for 20 years. Um, no, I think I, I, I like this. Right time, right man for the right job. Yes. This is yes. tailor-made for Kevy, isn't it? And not necessarily to take them back to premiership glory, but to take them back to a winning way. Absolute tailor-made, I think. He's the right man for the right time right now. This is, I would say, this could be the greatest job opening in the history of coaching. And let me explain. It's a blue-chip club. It's, mm. the most, it's the most well-resourced club in the game. And they're coming off such a poor base that Kevin is taking a job where the pressure is going to be unbelievably low. It'll be high, but it'll be unbelievably low for that job. Mm. So what I'm saying is it's only going to get better for Kev. Absolutely. So um, you're going to get all the old boys are going to support him. So you're not going to have the media pile on. 
You know my thoughts on Seabold. I thought he was bullied at times. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and uh, and the talent is there. Mm. The talent is there. If you can work out the halves, my God, they're, they're at least a, a, a fringe top eight team at worst, aren't they? Oh, well, market value, coal miner. Market value for the players who played in that wooden spoon team. Market value on the players would blow out of the water any other team who's won the spoon, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. And look, I've got I've got my concerns about about Kevy as a head coach than Narell. Origins a little bit different. Um, I have got my concerns about him long term. Not sure what he's like tactical or tactically wise. But if he surrounds himself with with yeah. good people, and I'm sure the the coaching uh, the coaching budget is is will be blank Unlimited. for him. So he can have who he wants behind him. Um, and you're right, Dan. They can they've got so much more upside. Obviously, you can't get any lower than than where they finish now. But they can turn it around very quickly. So you yep. might have a very good first year, long term. Um, you know, it, 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 we wait to be seen. But yeah, what, it can turn it around very quickly. Did I read or hear that Neil Henry is going to come on board as an assistant coach? Now I'm told Neil Henry is one of the great tacticians, right. that it was communication with players that, that was his downfall with being a head coach. But that's the sort of bloke Sean's talking about. If you can surround yourself with mm. those tacticians and you've got Kevy bringing it all together. I mean, look at Mal in origin. No one is claiming Mal was a great tactician, but he no. just had the right – he had – who did he have? He had Neil Henry. He had uh, Seabolt, didn't he? So, uh, was Seabolt part of Queensland? Yeah, he was, Griffin, yes. Yes. Um, yes. He just had the right people around him. Yep. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I, okay. Yep. No problem at all with that. Um, where do we think Bellamy and Smith are heading? I think Smith is retiring at the end of the year. I, I'm now almost convinced. Mm. Um, Bellamy, it's a weird one. Bellamy. I don't think. I don't. I think his Melbourne Storm career ends next year. I don't know what he's, the hell he's going to do after that. Well, I think we could probably all agree that Bellamy is at the Storm next year, and yes. Cameron Smith has come out and said he'll only play under Bellamy. So, and I get the sense that the Smith family are moving to Queensland. So, yes. it all points to him winning the Clive Churchill on the big day. Uh, yep, dropping the mic. I'm out of here, folks. Thanks for a great career. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And he has played, Sean, with a smile on his face the last few weeks. I always, you know, you can read into these things too much. And I think he enjoys the subterfuge with the media. Mm. Um, but uh, subterfuge makes yeah. the podcast. Um <laughs> Um, but um, but I, I just get the sense that he's he's just sucking every morsel out of these last few weeks. So yep. he just seems happier than he's ever been. Yeah, and the fact that you know they were trolling Aaron Booth the other day, Cary Grant's coming back. Cary Grant. Uh, Cary, Cary Grant's well, coming back. What a story! Oh, there you go. Keep that quiet. Breaking news here: Cary Grant is coming to the Melbourne Storm. Um, yeah, it just all adds up, doesn't it, Dan? And and the He'd be way an elegant hooker, wouldn't he, Harry Grant? Oh, Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Oh yeah, he'd play in a dinner suit. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be he'd be the best ever looking uh, playing in a dinner yeah. suit player. Absolutely. Um, so, Dan, uh, yes. where I'm going to here is they've plotted this beautifully because uh, he's come out. Uh, Cameron Smith has said, "I'll only play under Bellamy." Right? Yeah. Bellamy's come out and said. I've ceased all conversations now until the end of the season. Yeah. So therefore, under those terms, we can't go anywhere with Cameron, can we? We chat. So yeah. they've parked. They've strategically parked this all until the end of the season when they win the competition. And you know, they, they might let Bellamy go early if they win the competition. Maybe he is in Queensland next year. Mm. Gee, it's hard to bring him. If... He's retiring, isn't he, Cameron Smith? I think so. Particularly if they win it. I think so. But I think Bellamy does seem like a man of his word. 
Oh, of course he is. Like he's never been anything but. So if he says he's at the Storm next year, mm. I think he he sees that out. Whether he does the ten year thing at the Broncos, I don't know. Um, all right, where do we go from here? Um, oh, the Dally M backflip. I mean, I'm not as invested in the Dallium as everyone else. I don't particularly care if Nathan Cleary gets the six points return. Mm. This rules on the run stuff. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Well, I, I just, I don't know how this come to light. Why, why weren't we aware of this ages ago? So is it a Penrith person who's jumped on the fact that Payne Haas didn't get docked points and he won the front row of the year? Or where has this come Must from? Be. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's realised that um, Payne Haas got, you know, was the... Suspended off the field because he wouldn't pass that information on or whatever the case may be. Integrity unit. And he didn't lose the points. So the the precedent you can't argue with for Nathan Cleary, who probably now wins it. Okay. Um, uh, You're all right with that, Sean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's an on-field award. It's for the the, the best and fairest player of the comp. So... The fact that he danced in front of a camera like has got nothing to do with it for me. Yeah, and um, and uh, uh, we can't bet on Dallium. So, really, let's move on. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to start tipping winners uh, for the finals after this. Oh, poetry in motion. The best place to catch an NRL same-game multi is Sportsbet. It's never been easier to find more markets, more offers and bigger odds. If it's a same-game multi, it's Sportsbet. All right, let's start picking winners. Now, you know something we don't do in this sport? that I, I, I like American sports, as you know, but the brackets, right, where mm. you try and pick – and this is big in the um, uh, NCAA college basketball tournament where you've got uh, 64 teams in a knockout-style tournament. Now, we don't have a knockout-style tournament, but it is – you can have a bracket at the start. So, so at the end of the show, mm. there's our bracket, and we're all going to pick our brackets – and try and work out not just who's going to win this week, but each team's path to the grand final. Can anyone pick nine out of nine? There's nine games in the finals. You should offer that as a market. Well, you know, well, it's a bit hard development-wise to get everyone to be able to do their own brackets. But yeah. what I might do, Shawnee, I might hit up... Uh, we might get Pengy and uh, Benny Rawlings and B-Man on the case to maybe we can yeah. publish our own brackets. Yes. And if people wish to, and it'll be a crazy price to pick nine in a row. Yes. And if yes. people wish to jump on board our brackets, Dan, they yep. can do so. And and um, uh, we'll do these. We'll do these at the end of this show. So stay tuned. We'll do our brackets. Mm. Uh, I think I, I uh, floated this last year, and we were so bad in the first week. <laughs> because here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. It has been. I've got some interesting stats here. It has been eight years mm. since all the high-ranked teams have won on the opening weekend of final. So we went back to this 1v4, 2v3, 5v, mm. 6v7 system in 2012. Yep. 2012 is the only year where teams 1, 2, 5 and 6 have all won. As per the seedings. As per the seedings. There is always an upset. It was very similar under the McIntyre system, uh, the, the, the stupid system. <laughs> very rarely, very rarely do you get the four... Favourites is in this case mm. because they are all, all the home teams are the favourites. Yep. So um, keep that in mind. Twelve of the last fourteen premiers have had the best or second best defence. This year, that's Penrith and the Storm, and twelve of the last thirteen premiers have won their week one final. So usually, the premier these days wins that 
1v4, 2v3. comes from those two games. 12 of the last 14. Yeah. Best or second defence? Yes. Right. Yeah, I found that too. That's Melbourne Storm and Penrith. Melbourne Storm and Penrith. So the attack is mm. not necessarily as important. We've no. had teams with the fifth best attack go on and win the comp. Um, not even best for and against is necessarily the bellwether. The mm. bellwether is defence. And 12 of the last 13 have won their week one final. So apart from the 2015 Cowboys who lost their week one final... The only path to a premiership in our game, and it will, it, there'll be the outlier, but the only path, you've got to finish in the top four and you must win that first game. That's right. And, and, and when you factor in those stats, Dan, the 12 of the 14, were one or two, Cronulla held on by the skin of their teeth. They were one of the teams who weren't one or two yeah. against the Melbourne Storm. So it, it is skewed so heavily yeah. to those top two defensive teams. But yes, exactly. Oh, yes, I see what you mean. Yeah. But Cronulla... They scored the big upset in round one of the finals. I think round one, I've always said this, is as important, in fact, more important than the first 26 weeks or 20 weeks. Of course. Because it actually, all, all you're doing for those 26 weeks or 20 weeks is putting yourself in the position for round one. If you don't take advantage, we've seen the Roosters a couple of times butcher this, where mm. they finish first and then they lose that first game and that's the end of them. Um, so just keep those things in mind. Uh, let's bring up some markets, eh? And the premiership market looks like this. Melbourne wow. f- favourites, $3.40. Penrith at three sixty. So they've come in a bit. And that's on the back of the Roosters being smashed. Jeez. Uh, well, they've gone from first favourite to third favourite at three seventy-five. But look at that. Canberra. Canberra's the fourth favourite. So actually, they're actually shorter than Parramatta uh, at $15.00. Parramatta's twenty six dollars. That's insulting. South at nineteen. Newcastle one hundred and fifty one. Cronulla two hundred and fifty one. Um, that feels about right, doesn't it, gents? Um, with the um, sort of top three now, the what the order of play. Mel- to me, Melbourne should be the favourites because they've got exposed finals winners. Yeah, I've been tipping the Melbourne Storm all year because the reason I gave you boys was that. They pushed the Roosters so close last year, and they're a better team this year with Pappenhausen flying, Jerome Hughes who's flying, Nelson Asofa Solomona, and yep. Tino have gone to a Tino, new level. Tino, So they're a better side. And the question I said to you, men, are the Roosters a better side? Well, they're not because there's no Cooper Cronk. No. There's no Latrell Mitchell. Uh, Radley's not playing. So they're, they're not as good a side. So I've been on the Melbourne Storm camp. Dan, this is pushing your friendship because you said – as long as the Roosters are still in. Oh, you're off. I am declaring what I saw last week. It's amazing. So, you know where I live at Coogee. So, a lot of Eastern Suburbs fans coming out to you. Oh, mate, we threw that, mate. We ran dead. Mate, we ran dead. I don't think they did. I don't think you're they did. You're out. I am out. You're off the bus. They can't win the comp. You can't, you can't have that performance oh. that close to the finals mm. and recover. I think they are cooked. I think every team... We most teams that we have seen yeah. hit a wall. The defending premiers. It, remember when it what, happened? In one week though, two weeks ago they well, were like a two dollar eighty eight pop to win like, the comp. Well, I never thought two eighty eight was fair. Mm. I always thought that was a, skinny. A, it's very skinny. Mm. But it just—it's like a boxer. They just get old all of a sudden. In one round, they age. I, I remember vividly South. They just hit a wall. In 2015, remember they started the year there were markets. Could they go through undefeated? Mm. And then about four weeks from the end, Brisbane beat them 47 to 12 or something, and then Manly did a job on them 46 to eight, and then they got they snuck into eighth or seventh, and Cronulla just brushed by them. It happens so often. 
that once the wall comes, it's over. Yeah. And I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they beat Penrith this week. If they beat Penrith, wouldn't are Penrith gone? Surely that if yes. Penrith are going to win this comp, they've got to win this week, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I th- but to me, you said oh, that was the loss where I go, okay, there's a there's a problem. Mm. I can't be on them anymore. Okay. What about you, Cole Miner? No, I'd be very wary of, of throwing them out after after one week. Granted, it was a it was a hell of a, a defeat. Um, obviously, the big the big mix up in the in those outright prices is, you know, the the shake up on in who's playing who in uh, week one. Storm obviously get the they get the bit of a yeah. what looks like soft draw. Uh, the gift run now. They're, they're, they're what going off a dollar twenty five or thereabouts in week one. So um, that's the that's the big shift there. But it looks yeah, it looks like it's all coming up. Storm, it's all falling their way. Well, I'm going to make a case for Canberra in a second as to why they might be value, but. Um, before you get to your point, Gus made a very interesting point. Now, Gus is a very astute punter. We had mm. him on our podcast, and you know we know that um, he's very smart at these things. And someone said a South good value at twenty one bucks, or and they're not, they've come into nineteen now. And Gus said you're better off backing them week by week because they'll end up. You'll probably get about thirty five, thirty six dollars. Right. There are some teams, Sean, aren't there, where if you actually think about it and and map out the draw. They might be favourites this week against Newcastle, heavy favourites, but then you work out, well, they're 6v7. They're probably going to play Parramatta. Then after that, they're probably going to play um, who's on the other side of the draw, Penrith or Roosters, and then a grand final. And you start multiplying them, yeah. and you realise you're going to get better value by doing them week by week. Not every team like that, that Sean, is it? But, mm. it? but in that case, it works. It certainly works for the for the bottom four teams. Yeah. I think I remember when the when the um, uh, Western Bulldogs won the grand final in the AFL. I think they come from eighth or seventh, whatever it was. And at the start of the finals, their outright price might have been a hundred to one. But you worked out, you know, when it was all said and done, mm. if you had it out the all up week to week, mm. I think it was double. There was something like two hundred to one or wow. something. So it works for the bottom half yep. of the of the bracket. Not so much the the top four. You can you can find a bit of value in the um, in the outright for the, for yeah. the top for the top four. I found. Yep. But just remember, if you do it that way for top four, you can't lose that first week. No, that's right. You've got to win everything. That's right. So that's right. That's exactly right. Where you have to from the bottom four. There's no other way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every year, I'll take uh, unders, I believe, in the Melbourne Cup. Yep. Because I just like to have it locked and loaded. Yeah. The problem is with what you're saying, it's great in theory, but for the people to actually physically go back to the well and put that all those winnings on the next week. I and understand. Then go, so but that, but it does what, give you the choice. It does. It does. But... I, I like to be locked and loaded personally. Yeah, but- I'm the same. But when you start, if it was, say, if you'd worked it out that it was $19 versus $23, I'd go, I'd just put Take my money on the start. But when you start working it out, but then but then you are taking the risk. What if the teams... See, I think South will be favourites against Parramatta in week two. Mm. I think they'll be favourites against them. Does that sound right, Sean? So then, then okay. There won't be much in it, yeah. What if South have two blistering wins and then they play the team in week three that won their first final, but they've got two blokes injured and they've got two blokes suspended? All of a sudden, the odds don't quite stack. So that's the risk you're taking as well. I reckon Parra might be favourites against Newcastle in that one. Ah, <laughs> see where you're going. All right, let's get to some games. Eh? We've, we've, we've kept you on uh, long enough. Uh, we start with Friday night. Penrith versus the Roosters. By the way, do we like this as the opening game of the finals? Yeah, I think so. What do you reckon, Shawnee? Love it. Mm. This, is, yeah. uh, this is this is mouth-watering. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I, it'd be fascinating to have a conversation with uh, Channel 9. I, I guess they're the ones that pick 
it would have been that all Melbourne Parramatta. Um, Penrith, so we've got stats on the screen there for those watching us on KO. $1.74, $2.10. But the, the number in brackets, Sean, is the a weight of money. So mm. 76% of the money, not the bets, but all the money is on the Panthers. That is um, a huge amount considering they're playing the defending premiers. Yeah, and considering how tight the betting is. 76%, um, you know, 24%, yeah. Yeah, they're not overly short at the 174, but we had a bit of a debate when we were putting up these um, these week one prices. You know, I, I personally, I think Penrith are the slightest of favourites in this game. I don't have much between them, but we knew that given the two results on the weekend, Roosters getting thumped, Panthers flogging, albeit the the Bulldogs, that the 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 rank and file will want to be on Penrith in this one. So I think we went up a dollar eighty, and I think they've continued to firm, and you can see the the weight of money um, sort of sort of backs up that that theory. Here's what scares me, Joel. So I'm, I'm taking Penrith, but here's what scares me. What, what, what do Penrith do? They normally blow out a lead. They're 12-0 up after 20 minutes. Yeah, that, I know where you're going with and this. I agree. I can't see the Roosters being bad at the start. There's no way, and you heard my thoughts on the Roosters, I think they might be cooked. And it will be a good atmosphere at Penrith. That will be a factor. Penrith are at home, home comforts. They've got a point to prove. I just can't see that Roosters side... Yielding points early, so I think it's going to be tight, and I fear that Penrith aren't going to be as used to that as they should be. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from here, and I I disagree as far as I don't think the Roosters have hit the wall, but I just don't think they're as good a side as last year, and and they were overspruked all year. I think Penrith, and I and I ate humble, humble pie before. I think they're a better team. Yep. They are at home. They have all the favours. It goes their way, but as you're alluding to, Dan, is that. If they're behind, you know, by six or eight points, they haven't really been in this situation. They've been a gay waterhouse runner. They've been out up the front and they just dictate terms and they lead the whole way. They haven't trailed at halftime since round eight. That's what I mean. So Three if, months. If you want to back the Panthers, maybe the bet is half full double. They are yep. fantastic front runners. Yep. I'm tipping the Panthers, but... but I'm respecting the Roosters, and I think the Roosters bounce back in a major way. But I'm, you know, happy Coruscant, and uh, you know, Brent Naden hasn't lost a game in 13 months. Yeah, well, Brent Naden wasn't good enough to be in the side. That's how good they're going. Is that this bloke who scored 12 tries in 16 games? It was a month he couldn't crack the team. Liam Martin couldn't make the team. And Liam Martin couldn't. Uh, um, Fisher, Har- I think Fisher Harris is going to be the player of the finals. There you go. There you go. And I, I, now we'll get to Melbourne Storm in a second because I'm going to make another bold declaration. But okay, so Penrith for you. Yep. Now can we also do and whether we whether Jarv wants to count these in the score or not, let's look at over unders as well. I think this is an absolute special to be an unders game. Mm. Okay, mm. Uh, because I think the Roosters will give it what they've got, and and we know they can defend. Penrith are conceding less than twelve. The, the, it's a very small number, thirty-seven and a half. I just think in a final, the first final, I, I I just can't see whoever loses being completely blown out in the last 20. So give me Penrith minus two and the under. Hey, Cole Miner, uh, further to Dan's point about for eight years we've seen in a row where one of the lower seeds has upset the higher seed. A- and to prove this, as, as it's unlikely once again, to have all the hot pots win, the multi for the top seeds... Yes is $3.22. Yeah. So, so therefore, Cole Miner, you're far more chance of it getting beaten than it winning, aren't you? There should be an upset yeah. somewhere. 
yeah, any any sort of four leg multi is going to you're always favourite to to get one to get one beat. But um, it's not not every day that the first four um, finals matches we see some some short prices like yeah. we are in this week. So it is a bit of a funny start to the finals this this year. But um, as I said before, I've only got Penrith a very very slight favourites here. I think experience counts for a truckload here. Mm. Um, Few few guys in really key positions in that Penrith team that might not have played in the in the big lights, and, and we all know that the Roosters have done it before. I think it's going to be low scoring, as you said. It's such a big game, you know, to, to be able to sit in the spa for a week and then and then get a home prelim. It's huge. Um, so I like I like Roosters uh, the plus two that Ooh. it is down and unders as well. Right. Just Mild to, safety of the extra two points there. Just to further his point about uh, experience counts in finals, well, eight of the last ten Clive Churchill medalists had played in a grand final before. Yeah, this is a good stat from last week. Yeah. But I present this to you. So for the Roosters, Manu is back, Brett Morris, Isaac Liu, Lindsay Collins, but their hooker, four games. Pretty mm-hmm. lussic. Yep. Hey, hey, how many did Sam Verrills play last year? Sam Verrills is not... Yeah, but... But... Freddie... Is their third choice hooker? Mm. It's a big out. It is Jake a big Friend out. Of course, it is. There. So, um, without great confidence, I've gone Penrith. You've gone Penrith as well. Under or over? Under. Okay. All right. So we're on, we're thinking this is going to go a similar style of game. Um. By the way, Penrith's first home final in ten years. There we go. Uh, and the Roosters have conceded just forty-two points in their last six finals. Last five finals they've played single digits, all of them. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to the Saturday afternoon game. 5.40, Canberra versus Cronulla. This would be one of the great finals upsets. But look at the weight of money. So Canberra $1.18, Sharks $5, right? And the line is 13 and a half. But the weight of money, I can't believe, Sean, that the Sharks are getting as much as 36% of the money their way. Obviously, mm. people looking for value, but my God. Goodness, that's a, more than a third of the money is going to the despised outsiders. It is, and even more so. We don't have it on screen, but the, the it's like 83 or 85 percent, something like that, uh, of the money is on the Raiders at the minus. So I think punters, rather than take that no. short dollar eighteen, dollar twenty, they're they're more than happy to pile into the to the minus thirteen and a half, thinking uh-huh. they're going to do this one pretty easy. Okay, mm. it does, Joel, feel like the sort of game that once if Canberra can break Cronulla. They can really put a score on in the last uh, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, and the earlier game too uh, should be good, good conditions there. I think they gallop away with this. Yeah. And you can go for uh, alternative score lines for the team. So the Sharks to score only four points because their goal kicking has been average. No Sean Johnson playing. To only score four or to score zero, I think that's worth a throw at the stumps. Uh, Raiders have cheekily got this record, won nine of the last 11 games. So they're humming along there. Mm. 24 points a game they're conceding this year, the Sharkies. This is fodder of the cannon variety. More, more than 100 points worse than the second worst defensive team in the finals. Yeah. It's awful. And, and, and Ricky Stewart has has oozed confidence. And he said, look, you know what? No one has won outside the top four in the current NRL format. However, no one's been good enough. And and that's quite true, isn't it? Yep, uh, 100%. And uh, their, their draw, Sean, I'm going to present the case for Canberra. And, and I'm taking them to win this game comfortably. And I think it, it might be an overs game uh, just because it's 42 I agree and a with half. both of those. Um, 
And I, you can just... Uh, I, I think Cronulla will give a good 25 minutes. I'm not trying to be insulting, but I think they can really stick with them early. Tracy and Townsend have never played together. Really? As a halves combo. Tracy's a very good player, but Sean Johnson is a tri-assist merchant. Yeah, that's exactly right. You leave that on the table. So, um, uh, but my case for Canberra is they should win this and they will play 1v4 loser... I'm tipping Roosters, but I'm happy to be wrong there. They won't be intimidated by the Roosters. They don't scare anyone. Right. No, they're not fearful of and anyone. Then, and then likely a, fi- a prelim final in Brisbane against Melbourne. Now, th- now they are absolutely not intimidated by the Melbourne Storm. So it would be a hard road. Mm. You're, you're having to knock off the two sides of the decade, of the last decade. But... It's there. You can make that case. You don't look at that and go, "Oh, geez, no, well, they need they need that to happen to, for the draw to fit right for mm. them." I can see the case for Canberra, but anyway, Canberra for me, Canberra for you. What about you, Sean? Uh, yes, I'm leaning the way of the Raiders as well. It's it's hard to make this game uh, any, any big of a number than than what it is at thirteen and a half. But I, I bang on about it a fair bit when approaching sort of the way I look at games. And there's plenty more upside in back in the Raiders. We've seen. In knockout games, like and even Origins, it's when a game gets away from teams, the, the queue can go in the rack for the other team. Um, yeah. So I, I don't expect it to be a blowout from the outset, but if it's around that number late, um, I think they could really get on with it. So Raiders and overs for me. Right, we're on the same page there. Well, Cronulla, I think, averaged 31 points conceding against top eight teams. We know they haven't beaten a top mm. eight team. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it would be... Well, this is the thing I don't get. How can that be the same odds as our next game? $1.18, $5, Melbourne, Parramatta. Now, yes, Melbourne are an almighty team, and in Queensland, they're just about unbeatable. But to think that Parramatta are a bit, as big as outsiders as Melbourne, to me, is a little strange. And you can see the weight of money again, almost 50% with the Eels. $1.18, Melbourne, $5, Parramatta. I seem to have this memory about three years ago. Parramatta went down to Melbourne and should have beaten them in yeah. a 1v4. Semi Rad Radra was playing that day. Mitch Moses had a blinder. Yep. I can see Melbourne really challenging the Melbourne Storm here. Now, uh, Melbourne, there, is there anyone of note missing? No, I think... Oh, well, Tui Kamakamitha because he was suspended. But when you got Tino playing off the bench, it's a pretty awesome side. But I will give any Parramatta yeah, cool. side that has Nathan Brown at least a chance. Yep. I think while he's there, they've got a chance. Dylan Brown is back. Yeah, it's a risk, but I think we all agree risking. Uh, Dylan Brown at 50-50 is better than their current options. Yep. 13 and a half. A lot of start, Joel. Yeah. I, I, I'll i take the Eels with a start. I'm yeah. tipping the Melbourne Storm, but it's a trappy, trappy, trappy game. Gutherson is going to go very close to winning the Dally M Award. Uh, look, Steve Owen Ferguson, proven big wingers. Uh, Wunga Blake, no problem there in the centres. Jennings, it's a trappy game. Um, Parramatta for me at the line, Melbourne Storm to win, Cole Miner. Yeah, similar to the to the early game, the, the head-to-head split is pretty close to even. But um, like the Raiders, punters really getting around the storm at that big, big yeah. line. So they're expecting them to, to really put a score on the board. I'm not so sure... Um, and what about this? I never thought I'd, I'd see the day where Brenko Lee was rested from a Melbourne Storm outfit on the eve of the finals. I'd, honestly, you can put a put a fork in me. I'm done there. Um, Maybe you just hate centres. I mean, I mean, the stuff on Carrot Holland was, nah. you know, borderline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was bullying. But it was. Uh, <laughs> no borderline about it. Yeah. 
The now Brinko Lee, but I must admit this: it's the one area the Storm haven't worked out. That's is right. That, is that centre mm. position? But you know what's yeah. happened? He, he wasn't rested, Cole Miner. Uh, poor Momorovsky got injured in that game. Yeah. Poor Momorovsky was set to play centre in this game. I've got no doubt about that. So how are you playing it? Okay. Yeah, look, I like I like Parramatta. They get um, Dylan Brown back, who's huge. Um, I, if you cast your mind back to when they played Penrith probably three weeks ago, that game was, was, was really tight for 60 minutes. I think it might have been 6-2 for an hour before Penrith just ran away with it. So I think they've got a tight game in them, mm. and I'm expecting this to be to be relatively tight. So more than happy to be on the on the on the big plus. And I wouldn't be head to head as well. Five dollars is huge okay. in a in week one of a finals. Also, if, if you if you do like um, if you do like Parry this week, but not so sure about them long term, we've got the stage of elimination market up under extra markets there on the app. So if you if you fancy Parramatta to get through this week, but maybe fall over next week, then you can you can have okay. a, look, a little bit down the down not, the line. Okay, so eels for you over under. You just broke up for a second there. Sorry, under. For yeah, me. no, me too. What about you? Yeah, I, I I'm under. Say, I'm under. It never works out when we're in, when it's a consensus, and that's two in a row now. Canberra in the over, into Melbourne in the under. Mm. Okay. Won't be three in a row, I can tell you that no, much. No, but I... Uh, you know what? I think it might be. Really? South Newcastle uh. is our Sunday afternoon fascinating class because you don't know what the hell you're going to get from these teams. South, obviously, in red-hot form. Uh, the red hot favourites, dollar thirty three. Look at the money for new, for lack of money for Newcastle, just thirteen percent. I can't believe that, Sean. Three dollars forty. I know South were magnificent last week. I don't think they're consistent enough to warrant eighty seven percent of any market. No way, Jose. How you seen it, Cole Miner? <laughs> I think they're uh, they're more than welcome to receiving that sort of money. I think they do this uh, to pretty comfortably. What yeah. about the form line going into this game though? They got. Got beat by the Bulldogs two weeks ago, then flogged the Roosters. So if you can work it out, um, you're a far better judge than me. But um, Knights have been so, so disappointing. No more disappointing than last week when they had um, a home final on a plate, really. All they had to do was get over the Titans, who had nothing to play for and couldn't get the job done and got and were humiliated, really. On the other hand, we saw what South did. So um, like the Raiders game, it's, it's hard to get the number too much bigger than this, but I think there's more upside in back in South to run away with it. Mm. Okay. Um, to me, the matchup for South, their forwards, as we look at some of those stats on the screen there, Newcastle's first final since 2013. Um, I like the bottom one, Dan. Knights unbeaten when leading at half time. There you go, 11 and 0. But they don't come back. They, they've got to start well mm. because if they start well, they tend to win. If they start badly, they have no comeback in them. But to me, South, we, we agree South's forwards have overachieved, certainly from our expectation. If Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi and Jacob Saifidi have barnstorming games, I'm not sure South... They, they, they might go with them, but that's it. If these Newcastle forwards can deliver the game they're capable of, I can see them at least challenging South. I like the start. Yeah, I like eight points. I, I just don't trust... I, I'm sorry, I don't trust South. I think South will win, mm. but I just don't trust them to blow Newcastle away. Yep. Uh, I have said on this podcast all year, they're not a team I want to play in the finals, the Newcastle Knights. They've got mm. some big, big names who have played in some big, big games. I will say this. Newcastle have the most boring game plan in the whole competition. They are high up in completions. They are high up as far as limited errors goes. But did you know this, boys? Six of the top eight sides are in the bottom eight for conceded errors. 
They've made the most errors, in yeah, other particularly words. Particularly the Roosters. Yes. But but that correlates also to points because they score tries. They're playing footy. They're they playing. score tries. Yeah. The other thing that makes uh, the Newcastle Knights game plan boring is bat, you know what, they complete, they get to the other end, they rely on the kick. One third of their tries are scored off a kick. Yeah. You know, there's far more footy in South Sydney. But if I go back to round 10 when they met, right, Newcastle had them 20 nil. Yes. They were charging through the middle and they played a bit of football. The three try, three of the four tries they scored that day, unconventional, where you're pushing the pass, putting an early kick through, those sorts of things. That's what they need to do. Newcastle Knights and Adam O'Brien, you are not going to win this competition by boring teams to death. Open the shoulders. Davey Warner wants to get outside <laughs> the crease. So start hitting some balls. They've got to do that, Dan. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought you'd be on South once you saw that the Bermuda Triangle of uh, of, of second row is Lachlan Fitzgibbon because yeah. that's where attacking raids go to die, according to you. They do. So and get it past the back. bloody back rower. Back rowers, do your job. Stay out of the way when they're 10 metres out. You just Fitzgibbon, let Bradman Best do his work, as per his surname. Let him get the ball because Stixley's waiting for it to score in the corner. Just stay out of the way when the ball's 10 metres out. Okay. All right. So uh, which way are you going? Oh, what do you reckon? <laughs> well, confirm it. Just so Newcastle. We, I know, but I just want to, you know, you've got to lock it to in. To win in. the match outright. Uh, wow. 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 There you go. Wow, okay. Well, I, hey, I'll learn my lesson. I'm not going to... Mm. Actually, Sean, I wouldn't be shocked if Newcastle won, frankly. I'm, I'm taking them at the line. Before we get to you, under or over, Joel? 44 and a half. This is the biggest over, under line of the weekend. Uh, under. Yeah, me too. Jeez. Are we going the consensus, Sean Ormerod? Under 44 and a half for me. But South. South. Okay. So South to cover and under. That's interesting. Mm. So it's you're very... you're looking at like a 26-10, 20, 28-14 mm. type, type game. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. So you've answered that. that that's your... Most likely upset of the weekend is Newcastle. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I do agree I'm with you, counting, blokes. I'm not counting Penrith Roosters as an upset if the Roosters no. win. That, that market's so tight. I'm talking about the other three. I, I agree with you, blokes. I think the Eels are a far better chance 100%. than beating the Storm than the Sharks are beating Canberra. 100%. Mm. Um, have I got any other interesting stats here? Just going through. Luai and Cleary is a combination 18-1. and one. In their career. Is that right? And and Luai is a 5'8". I've got to check this. 22 and 2. That includes his brief stint with Maloney. Is that right? 22 and 2. Wow. Munster and... Okay, here we go. Munster and Hughes for mm. Melbourne mm. this year. 12 and 1. Ooh. 12 and 1. Brown and Moses. 10 and 3 for Parramatta. Okay. Then it starts to get a little more normal. Williams and White in 13 and 6. Walker and Reynolds 12 and 6. Keary Flanagan 10 and 6. Lenor and Pierce 2 and 3. 6 and Keery 10. and Flanagan 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Ooh. So yeah, a bit little. And Penrith Spine when Edwards, Luai, Cleary and Coruscant are together, 10 and 0. Oh. But Melbourne, when Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes and Smith are together this year, 9 and 1. So there you go. It's, it's shaping up for those two. For South, this is the one that struck out. Alan Walker, Reynolds, Cook, only three and four. Oh, is that right? Only three and four. So He looked good, Alan, the other night. He does. He was he? a real spruit kid. He's, well, Bennett's huge on him. Yeah. Bennett is huge yeah, on him. He, he, he's going to be a good player, I think. All right. We're going to do grand final Cornellas in our brackets shortly. But first, we must do the best bet. All right, the trader starts here. Sean Ormerod, I'm going to go to you first here. You, uh, What is the best bet for you this weekend? 
yeah, probably no surprises, but I really love Parramatta um, with the start. That looks huge in uh, week one of a final series. I know they haven't been going uh, too good of late, but I think they've got a real lockdown game in them. Yeah. Expect this one to be to be very, very tight. Like, okay. Sure, it fully expects Storm to win, but that starts too big. But I'll also be having something on the on the Eels head-to-head. Head. Wouldn't mm. surprise me at all there. Okay. Joel Kane. I think you intimated only a couple of minutes ago what your best bet of the week is. Well, I do like the Knights. I like them at the line. I like them head-to-head. Head. However, uh, Campbell Graham, he has scored in his last seven games consecutively, three times getting a double. So uh, I just see this young man scoring a try somehow. Uh, He scored in the final series last year, so uh, he's my man. Okay, for me, I should have gone Canberra minus 13.5 because I think that's the best bet. But for a bit of value, because I'm so convinced that Penrith Roosters will be under... um, I've, I've taken that in with Penrith minus two to okay. get the value. So that blows there to, what, about 360 or something okay. just to get a bit of value. So my my thing is it's I'm so convinced of the under that if you can crack the uh, head uh, the, the line, mm. then you're getting $3.60 for your money. Okay. I just can't see points being scored in that game. No, no, you might be right. Uh, all right. So th- that wraps up the normal part of the show. But stick around because after this... Our grand final brackets. How do we think the entire finals are going to play? Hi, I'm colourful labour identity Sam Dastiari, and I'm from a podcast called I'm Usually More Professional because the geniuses at Sportsbet said, you know who knows a lot about politics? A disgraced politician, an out-of-work alleged journalist called Joe Hildebrandt, and a soon-to-be out-of-work person working for the Australian newspaper called Alice Workman. This is the best, most in-depth analysis that Australia could possibly bring by three failed losers. On that budget. (laughs) On that budget. They're paying you? (laughs) Yeah, didn't you guys get that? Oh, this is awkward. All right, we normally end the podcast here, but something a bit different. We're doing the bracket challenge. Can any one of the sports bet get them on side people pick all nine games, pick all nine finals before the start of the finals? We don't really do brackets in Australia. We're trying to change that culture. I don't think they have whiteboards in Warrigal, so Sean is going to do it a little differently. Uh, well, they do have, of course, but, of course, he can't. he's not even allowed to go to Bunnings at the moment. So we go to Joel Kane. First cab off the rank. Can he pick the finals from start to finish? Here we go, Dan. We start with uh, the 2003 uh, grand final rematch, if you like. It's the same scoreline. Penrith, 18 points to 6, defeat the Roosters. Oh, that's a handy The Canberra Raiders galloping 30 points to 4 over the Sharks. Yes. Big upset here in the Knights taking on the Bunnies. The Knights, they beat uh, the South Sydney side 24. Bradman best scores a try. 24 points to 10. In fact, 12, because Adam Reynolds doesn't miss. Campbell Graham gets both their tries. Melbourne Storm take on the Parramatta Eels. Tight affair, 19 points to 12. Okay. So this means that Penrith goes straight through to the prelim. Yes. Roosters go to next week. That's right. Raiders go to take on the Roosters. That's right. The Sharkies are gone. They leave them there. They're gone. The Bunnies are gone. Yep. They go to week two. Newcastle. Parramatta will play them. Storm will go up here. Okay, we start with the Roosters taking on the Canberra Raiders and... This would be at uh, the Roosters' home, so it would be the SCG. Yep. Remember, these grounds are half full, so their atmosphere will be mm, some factor. 20 points to nil. Canberra. 
Roosters win. Wow. Roosters win. They bounce back. Wow. No, no, uh, no. Sorry to play the Melbourne Roosters Storm. Roosters go to play the Melbourne Storm. Newcastle take on Parramatta. Yes. Back in confidence. Mitchell Pearce, 13 points to 12 field goal. So the Knights will take on the Panthers in the prelim. So the Knights are the Joel Kane surprise team of the yeah, final. Yeah, they are. They are, but they, they meet their well and truly uh, benchmark here because they go down 24 points to six in the prelim. The Penny against Panthers Penrith. are off the grand final. Yes. Melbourne it, Storm, finally they get some payback against the Roosters. 16 points to six. And it's the Melbourne Storm taking on the Panthers. Yes. Where the Melbourne Storm, 16 points to six, beat the Penrith Panthers. $3.75 grand final Quinella Dam. Wow, okay, there we go. Uh, uh, while I walk uh, over, uh, we need Sean's assessment that of that. Was, that was very smooth, Joel Kane. Had my, had my doubts about how that would go, but you handled that very well. Look, I've only got the, the one upset in week one for me is the Roosters, and it's not much of an upset. I think they'll go straight to a prelim final. And then from there, it's pretty much um, favourites all the way home, although I am tipping South to beat Para. Uh, in week two, yeah, but it, it all it all lands it all lands for me for a Storm v Roosters grand final. That'll be absolutely mouth watering. Uh, you can get four bucks for that. I think um, Sean and I are going to come to the same point. So okay, let's the Ghanaian version. Mm. So I think you and I, Joe, might get to the same point. I think I haven't done this in my head yet, uh, but I think we might get to the same conclusion. So Roosters, we've talked about this. I think the Roosters will give it everything, but. Uh, uh, It'll be Penrith 14 to 12. So Penrith advance to prelim final one, and the Roosters play the next week. Canberra Sharks. We've we've spoken about this. I, I, I've got uh, 38 to 10 in favour of um, uh, the Raiders, uh, and they will play the Roosters in a mouth-watering game at the SCG. South and Newcastle. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. I, I, you know, I think South will win, but. I'm like you, a little wary. I, I just, I can't see Newcastle. Um, I just can't see them getting over the top of South, even though I think their forward pack is formidable. And this, I also think Parramatta-Melbourne will be a much tighter affair than people are giving it credit for. But I do think Melbourne 18 to 10. Mm. So we are pretty much, uh, we're at a similar point. Now it's where it gets interesting. I think Canberra will beat the Roosters at the SCG. Straight sets. I don't see... I told you, I think the Roosters might be cooked. Mm. And I just don't see Canberra being intimidated. The, the, the six again will be a talking point. They thump... No, they didn't thump the Roosters, but they upset the Roosters at the SCG a few weeks ago. Now, yes. in fairness, the Roosters did beat Canberra 18-6 that day, but it was much closer than that. Yep. So, two very close games. I just think Canberra... A little too good, but I, I also think a barnstorming game, 16-10. So that puts Canberra up against uh, up against Melbourne in one of the prelim finals. South and Parramatta. South beat Parramatta 38-0. I, uh, I, I think Parramatta are better than a straight sets exit, but I think South with a bit of momentum. <laughs> this will be at ANZ Stadium yeah. with 40,000, and this would get 40,000. I think South in a higher scoring game, 24-20. Isn't that going to be good fun? 
getting 40,000 to a game. Oh, isn't it? They, well, you know my thoughts. It mm. should be. It should be. Um, you want them all there, don't you? I want every final in Sydney at yeah. ANZ. But we get to the prelim finals. Penrith versus South. I think this is where the South run comes to an end. I do think Penrith is the team of destiny this year. And I can see how many preliminary finals do we see? It's close, close, close. And in the last 20 minutes, it's a celebration for the team going to the grand final. I can see Penrith winning that 24 to six with a couple of late tries. So that gets Penrith into the grand final. We've both got Penrith winning the prelim 24 points to six. Do we? Yeah, I'm beating the Knights, you're beating the Bunnies. Melbourne, Canberra, this is the game I can't pick. And I'm going to I'm going to soft uh, it in a second. <laughs> I think sorry for the language. I think Melbourne. I'm going to take Melbourne in this Quinella with Canberra. I think this will be at like an eight-six type prelim final. Like this is going to be an absolute um, defensive war. Mm. <sighs> I, I just can't bet against Cam Smith in, in in a game that matters. Well, until this point. So I'm like you, Joel. I've got the 378, uh, 375, Penrith v Melbourne Grand Final. I think it's Penrith's time. Yeah, and we I, just used different street directories, didn't we? So I would take Penrith in another low-scoring Grand Final, 14 points to 12. Wow. But I need to know the odds for Penrith and Canberra to meet, because I love Canberra's path. So I'll be having a little saver. I'm with you on Penrith, Melbourne. But I want to know what Penrith Canberra is, and if I can pick up my. Uh, I'll go to the tapes while you go do to that the deal. tapes because yep. I've how long? How much? Fourteen dollars. No, well, no, that no, will no. do me very nicely. That is the grand. While I think Penrith Melbourne's the Quinella, Penrith Canberra's my value bet. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, well, clearly uh, my value bet is Melbourne and the Knights. So. The Knight, you would get ridiculous odds for that. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well just have, in all honesty, Knights just to make it. Make the GF. $101, Melbourne and the Knights. Okay, and what are the Knights to... You might as well bet... Because imagine if you got the Knights in, mm. but Melbourne let you oh. down. Like, you'd be... I mean, that's Flanagan stuff. Oh, I could do that. Who's got the better bracket, Sean Ormora, before we say goodbye? Uh, well, obviously I do. <laughs> um... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to leave with uh, with Joel Kane, I believe, on that one. Mm. Out, out of your two. Okay, all right. And we and you're also going Penrith Melbourne. Have I got that right? Who me? No, I'm Storm. Uh, I'm Storm Roosters. Oh, Storm Roosters. Oh, okay. So you've obviously yeah. Got, yeah. Okay. So the Roosters winning this week, and then I think we all agree. Penrith Roosters, they have to, whoever loses is not going to recover. So we're going to attempt Here to we go. get... Joel Kane, yeah. Newcastle Knights, stage of elimination, lose grand final, $34. You can back that right now if you want. Okay, yeah, okay, righto. I, I, yeah, I could do that. I could definitely do that. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean Ulmerod. Thank you, Joel Kane. Thanks, boys. But please, as, oh, well, as, as this man always tells you... Uh, most importantly, gang, uh, keep an eye out for the bracket for trying to make that happen and gamble responsibly. <laughs>